30 minutes later, Amelia's not in though yet. We can't get too excited. I know, but just hearing your voice feels like a miracle. Uh, happy birthday. Thank you. I just saw the TikTok you made. That was very cute. Oh, ah! Hi! oh my goodness. Ah. Wow. It's a very special episode of Voracious, partly because it's a miracle that we're all here. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, we just spent 30 minutes dealing with technical difficulties that have literally not happened the past six Ever. months of recording this. Ever. But we're here. Um, this is a special episode for multiple reasons. Number one, we have a special guest tonight. It's me. It's me. It's me. It's me. Hi. Um, in- who, who are you, me? <laughs> My name's Amelia Cavallero. I am Voracious's biggest fan. <laughs> this is true. Voracious's. Also, you know, Taylor Ginter and Marley Foster's biggest fan. We've actually <laughs> never met Amelia before. We just picked her up off the street and invited her to record. So yes. Exactly. We'll I'm a random person. <laughs> yeah, she actually she won a raffle and here she is. <laughs> No, she's the one listener that we had no idea who the, who they were. I figured out who that is. Who Did is you it? really? Kinley's girlfriend. Her name is Emily. Oh my oh, god! That okay, is wait, so one that Kinley has a girlfriend too that she listens to us. Yeah, hi Emily. She's cool. We all had ramen uh, on Saturday night. She hi, hello, hi, hi Emily. Emily. Nice time meeting you. Hi Emily. <laughs> but she listens to us, and she still likes us enough that she wanted to come have dinner with me. So that's wonderful. She's still yes. not your biggest fan, though. No, that's true. <laughs> Amelia, no one could ever replace you. <laughs> okay, Amelia, like, to be fair, though, Marley's mom and my mom and dad listen to this podcast, though. So I don't know. They might fight you over saying you're our biggest fan. Like, <laughs> I'm not saying it's not true, but but they might think differently. Wow. I... So maybe season two finale, we have like a fan showdown. Ooh, okay i would love that i would love that (laughs) and also i have something to posit i think that yes they would definitely fight me over biggest fan uh biggest fandom title um however both of them have read the book and in some way tried to spoil it for you versus (laughs) me who just is innocent over here, not reading the book, just waiting eagerly for you guys to tell me about it. That's compelling. So you're kind of arguing that it's not really about who cares the most, but rather who treats us the best. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. Plus, you guys are always talking about generational trauma. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Just saying. Okay, we'll we'll leave that track. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so real quick, I did make us an outline for this podcast. So let's, yes. I'm going to refer to my outline real quick. Although yes. now I have pages and pages of technical difficulty text messages. <laughs> um, okay. Hi. Welcome to Voracious. Welcome to the season one finale slash special guest slash Taylor's 25th birthday episode. We have so much going on. Technical difficulties be damned. Indeed. 
so hello. So, number one on my um, outline was sign in. <laughs> Didn't know that that's gonna be the hardest thing, um, but we made it through. Um, I was thinking since this is our final episode of the season, and also since we have Amelia, we could do a little bit longer introductions. Y'all know our names. Um, to refresh, uh, this is Marley. I'm in Houston. I'm Taylor. Oh. Taylor. Oh. <laughs> no, go. I'm Taylor. Um, I'm in Cedar Rapids, Iowa tonight. And I'm Amelia, and I'm also in Houston. I was going to go second, but I was like, I'm not the host of this show. <laughs> no, it's okay. We love it. You're a host tonight. Yay. Are you in Houston? Or are you in Pearland? Pearland. Um, Pearland. You right. You called me out. I am in Pearland. Pearland is a suburb of Houston, and I am in it. I guess Cedar Rapids is a suburb of Chicago, from the way that you describe it. <laughs> yeah, is it's it? just like a five-hour drive away, but I mean, for the Midwest, that's nothing. <laughs> I probably pissed off all of your, um, you know, Midwestern fans. I don't, I don't. I don't think anybody in this region listens to us. I Midwestern fan. I was mentioning well, um, to my school principal today that I was recording this last episode, and he was like, "Oh my gosh, what's the name of your podcast?" And I told him, and then I was like, "Oh my god, what if he listens to our podcast?" <laughs> so, Mr. Yeah, Brandon, okay, if so... you've made it this far, thank you for being um, our number one Midwest fan. Yeah, That's awesome. That's hilarious. I saw Kinley the other day when we were having dinner and I was meeting his girlfriend and I did not go to family Thanksgiving but he did and apparently he told everyone there about the podcast and I was like damn if they listen they're gonna learn some things about me (laughs) (laughs) that they probably don't know which is fine but you know we'll see how Christmas goes (laughs) well I mean Amelia's learned stuff about us haven't you Mm -hmm. yeah Well, I don't know. I just feel like you guys, um, you know, listening has been so fun because um, it's like you're there chatting in the room with me like we would normally be doing if we weren't recording. And yet, like, some of the things are things that, like, I, you know, haven't heard y'all say before or not not like deep secrets or anything but just like oh hey yeah I didn't know that and so like I want to respond and then I'm like oh wait this is a recording (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so it's just funny that's a great honor like I've heard people say that about other podcasts and like I'm honored yeah no that's really cool that that's like the atmosphere and the feeling that this has also it's totally fine if you ever want to just text us like we will know from now on any out of context texts are just you <laughs> responding to something we said. Okay, great. Good to know. Because it, it, it may be like weeks after. I mean, the last couple episodes, I was very um, uh, up to date. I listened to y'all's penultimate episode this morning. <laughs> um, awesome. So, uh, so I was up to date, but like the ones in the past, I was probably like weeks behind your posting schedule. And so like y'all would have gotten texts about things you had said weeks ago and been like, what? That'll be a fun puzzle. It would. It would. It'd be, I'll, some, I'll keep it in mind for season two, for sure. Yeah, we're still working on what our next book is going to be. We found one that Taylor and I are both excited about, but it doesn't come out until, what was it, April, Taylor's Yeah, right? April 2022. Yeah, so we're thinking mm-hmm. about doing something special, like some short 
maybe some short stories or something else like oh before yeah then leading up to it but we're gonna take our little winter break and figure it out um but okay just to clarify for those who don't know us i'm looking back at my outline again we all went <laughs> to college together and are real life friends i was kidding when i said we picked amelia up off the street um we did but many years ago yeah. <laughs> so. no truly this morning i was trying to remember when i first met you marley because yeah, i don't even i don't know i can't i can't like pinpoint a specific time do you um, remember when you met taylor i think so um although no <laughs> yeah i don't have a specific so meeting think, for us so i i know how i must have met you although i can't remember the exact day if that makes any sense uh, and i'm referring to taylor um because zach and i um zach is one of taylor and i and marley's mutual friends also from college um um we went to Weiss and like to hang out with Saray because Saray was Zach's friend at the time. And Saray was my roommate. Saray was your roommate. And so I think I must have met you like just hanging out in the room that day. Honestly, um, that's probably where I met y'all. Like not that same day. Cause I think y'all were friends yeah. before like y'all were friends and Taylor and I were friends. And then I must've just been like, hanging out one day when y'all also showed up because i don't know yeah. Yeah, i don't remember yeah honestly though like so yeah amelia and i must have met like when i was living with saray but we didn't really become friends until like junior year because i took that rest of sophomore year off and like she and yeah. i weren't friends during that time yeah like we had just started to get to know each other before i left yeah, exactly. And so I think um I think it's kind of nice because then that friendship like sprouted up organically from that and from you and Zach hanging out more and you know like the three of us hanging out more like it was less dependent on us meeting you through Saray if that makes any sense. Yeah, I also think it helps that we were all off campus. Um, I was oh, like, yes, yeah. other people that hate their residential colleges. Oh, yeah, that too. You're so right. Mm. And like with Marley, I imagine it was either, you know, like just a random hangout with Taylor or a like a, a party at Weiss. Or yeah. I remember that I got invited to your art show thing um (laughs) which one (laughs) i'm trying to remember it was like it was really early um on and like god i wish i could give you more information that's okay i'm not remembering it either all of this sounds plausible yeah i feel like the majority of like 2015 to 2017 is a blur truly yeah i remember like the beginning of college and the end of college in the middle i'm just like i i I kind of i would have to agree with that too um a lot of walking into the sally port and walking out of the sally port yeah (laughs) everything else blacked out 
Yeah, no, truly, because I was going to say I was sober walking in and sober walking out and then (laughs) the middle part, you know, in and out of sobriety. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I don't know. I think it's great because, uh, you know, um, like in that way, like our friendships have been like sort of organically um, uh, developed and not exactly sure you know of their origins is just it's great you know yeah just... well like clearly sustained over time which mm-hmm. is really nice. yeah exactly um so yeah so i think it's of course reason for me to listen to the podcast because i support y'all and everything that you do and because it's like just so pleasant when i'm missing y'all like Marley's across Houston and I could easily go visit but sometimes living in the suburbs feels like I'm very much farther um but whenever you're off campus of Houston (laughs) oh it's so true so I'm just like you know y'all are in the room with me or I'm just like you know just overhearing a fun little chat with you know uh between my friends and like you know, the parts where you guys are always digressing from the book or whatever, I, it just is like, it feels, you know, um, like just as much a fun part of the, of the podcast as the actual, um, the book, which I'm also very engrossed in. (laughs) Good. I'm glad. Sometimes I'm afraid that we like digress too much, but Taylor, Taylor (laughs) always tells me, she's like, at this point, people need to know that that's like part of the deal yeah <laughs> if they're not into it then we're not for them um, yeah no I think that's the attraction of it and and like I think I don't know my favorite murder I feel like the the two of them are always digressing and you're kind of just into the personalities of the people and um just hearing them talk <laughs> cool um that's awesome we're yeah. glad you're here. Thanks for listening. It is like I would have a good time with this even if nobody listened to it. But it is yes. really nice that people listen. Um, especially like our friends and our loved ones and that y'all like keep listening. So it's one thing for people to like listen to the first episode. Right. Be like nice. <laughs> um, but it's not- Jess. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Oh, no, wow. no, I know it is a call out. I'm not actually salty about it. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, no, not everybody has to be into it. That's all right. Jess is also in like a text chain with us, and I feel like probably gets enough of us together. Um, <laughs> they get a pass, but yeah, it's nice. It's cool to know that like other other people are into this. Like that, I don't know. Like that's part of my whole interest in podcasts. Is it is like a conversation with your friends, but other people are involved and it also sort of like transcends time a little bit because like Taylor and I can have a conversation but then like you can listen to it anytime um yes. and like selfishly they're almost like little audio diaries right of like this time in our lives and like yeah. what we've had time for and what we've been like thinking about um yeah. and interested in and so I think that's cool like I haven't re-listened to any episodes yet um but I feel like if and when I do, hopefully it's really fun. Oh, yeah. Think, like our kids will ever listen to it. Whoa, man. If we live that long. <laughs> oh, no. If Spotify survives that long. Uh, 
crazy. Uh, it'll be yeah, it'll be there somewhere. You gotta make a you gotta make a uh download it to your computer. Have a physical in quotes a, copy a, of it. A floppy disk. Yeah, exactly. So we have like the robot zombie apocalypse, and like floppy disks are all that's left because they survive like radioactivity. Yes. Oh my god. That would that would be so funny. (laughs) But yeah, no, I completely agree about the like sort of audio diary aspect. Um, You know, uh, like I had mentioned um, for a while, I was like kind of behind on the on listening um and uh I caught up one day and listened to the episode where you guys shouted me out for my engagement and that was like two or three weeks after I had gotten back and I was like oh so cute (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't know it just like really made my entire day because it just like brought me back to that moment um and like hearing what you guys were actually doing you know at that point in time it was just really sweet so I think it's a really cool medium and really cool to you know uh be on on the pod (laughs) yes you're a star you're a guest star oh wait so Amelia hopped on and she was like whoa I always imagined you two looking at each other when you were doing this but it's just audio yeah 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 wild I I imagine that you guys were looking at each other. I don't know if that would really make a difference. Um, I, I guess it does. Yeah, like FaceTiming or like Zooming versus yeah. a phone call. Yeah, you're right. Um, what do you think the difference would be? I think like, well, for one, if I'm FaceTiming and I can see myself on the screen, I get very distracted and like in my head. Yeah, um, I know. Every time I ask you about visuals, you're like, no. Yeah, <laughs> which is fine. I well, respect and for it. Two, like, I don't know. We can just. just I know talk. what your face looks like. Yeah, no. I mean, I think yeah. it's been kind of nice. Um, in some ways, like, like there's no pressure in this friendship, but like it makes podcasting um more of like a casual thing than a form like businessy thing like i'm chilling in a bathrobe right now and like i know taylor wouldn't care if we i'm not wearing pants right now great yeah like (laughs) i wouldn't care if i could see you but just like i don't know i think it brings the pressure there is no pressure but it brings like potential pressures of creating a public thing yeah a few notches yeah uh, no that makes total sense I like that yeah because I I was I was like kind of not sure how this all worked um I didn't expect y'all to have like fancy microphones or anything like that (laughs) but um I don't know it still just seemed like hmm like well how do they do it and um um so it's it's really it's really nice that it's so simple um, I'm supposed to be simple. You caught us on a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but oh working now, yeah, I mean, we're learning and I think we're open to like developing things, but I think it was more important to both of us to just like give this a shot and just try it and see how it went. And it's gone pretty well, I think. Yeah, yeah. we're going to like regroup between season one and season two. So be on yes. the lookout for that. We're going to maybe get 
mics. I mean, I don't know. I'm just using my Apple headphones right now. So something like one step above, um, <laughs> maybe can, can I say what we're thinking, Marley? I don't think it's a spoiler. Can we get, it'll it get people the end? Ex- Clearly you didn't read my outline. Um, oh no, I didn't see it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We can save it to the end. <laughs> I want to hear all your thoughts, but can I, can I segue us real quick? Yes, yeah. um, Marley, today... you need to keep us on track because we will digress upon digress. Oh, I know, I know, <laughs> and that's fine, and I love it, but I want us to digress in a specific direction for the moment because yeah. it's also, I mentioned this, but we did not really have an appropriate amount of fanfare. <laughs> no, um, we did not. Also, Taylor's 25th birthday today, and so I wanted to take some time for a birthday segment, birthday yeah. corner. <laughs> Birthday quarter. Yay. Okay. Happy so, yes, happy birthday. We're very glad you were born. Um Mary. So Mary Beth and Dan, thank you very much for having her <laughs> and having us. <laughs> we're glad she's here. Uh so okay, Taylor, on my birthday, you had a list of 26 things that you loved about me. Uh-huh. I have a playlist. <laughs> Wait, let me 25 Taylor Swift songs. No, it's 25 songs that make me think of you. Some of them are funny. So, like, okay, hang on. I'm gonna play this and we're gonna see if you can hear it. We're not gonna listen to the whole playlist, but I am gonna tell you what all the songs are and why they're copyright. Yeah, I think if I'm under seven seconds, we're good. Okay, so that's song number one. That's track one. <laughs> track one is birthday bitch. Um, because it's your birthday, bitch. So we're happy about <laughs> that. Um, I will not play all of the songs. I am gonna play a select few as I tell you about them. So okay. song number two. Yes. Okay, so for those who don't know, song number two is Doses and Mimosas by Cherub. And (laughs) ladies, I'm going to tell you specific Taylor stories. And Amelia, feel free to chime in because I feel like you were present for some of these. Okay. Um, So number two, (laughs) Doses and Mimosas became our unofficial beer bike anthem in college. The very first time I ever heard this song was very, very early. One springtime morning in 2015. (laughs) Um... In a public restroom where Taylor was drunk and was singing it very loudly. And she kept singing the chorus repeatedly right. uh, and very enthusiastically. And then eventually in the course of our friendship, real song. And now every single time I hear it, I think of her. I think of us being drunk in a bathroom together that early morning. That was also, since it was our first beer bike, that was the year um, that you cried at the sunrise. <laughs> <laughs> it was very beautiful. Yeah. It was worth the tears. Um, one time in because gra- now this song is like part of my like repertoire it's on all the playlists it's like, I love it very dearly um, because of you one time I was at a club in, this was in grad school this was like two years ago and this song came on and I was there with like new friends and none of them knew it <gasps> and I was so sad yeah and they were definitely like this is some white people shit and I'm like yes it is but I don't care <laughs> and so they didn't understand but this one makes me think of you so that's a classic um, okay, and then we have No Problem by Chance the Rapper. Mm-hmm. This 
this one I don't have like one specific story, but I feel like this was always playing in coffee house whenever we were there together. <laughs> so another another one that would be on the soundtrack of our uh, lives. Cool. Number four, we got twenty five of these together. <laughs> <laughs> Number four. <laughs> Another classic from 2015. This might have been, I think this is like later 2015. This is Talking Body by Tove Lo. I don't know where yes. she is, but she like took over the radio for a while. And I remember one time, I don't know what we were doing, but we were in my car together with, I think it was Chris Chi. And this song oh, came random. on. And you and I were both really into it. And he was like <laughs> scandalized. <laughs> he was a very conservative kid. Yeah. Like... He was like really sweet about it, but he like clearly had not heard it before. And I was like, what? <laughs> And we were like freshmen too. It was a lot. It was a lot. That's not the first time I've like scarred somebody with my music choices. Would you care to elaborate? <laughs> um, do you know the song? It's like I think you freaky and I like you a lot. Yes. <laughs> I played that one day because it was stuck in my head for like also another very like naive. I mean, he wasn't that naive, but just like wholesome boy in my study abroad program and his <laughs> eyes just grew like three times their size See, one of the things i love about you is i don't know like you just you're out here doing your own thing and you know uh better music than most of us before a lot of the rest of us and you're not shy <laughs> about sharing what you're interested in and i really appreciate those qualities i won't let that um that comment about my good music taste go to my head <laughs> I, you will it's fine it's your birthday that's my <laughs> gift to you <laughs> okay so next up we have two walk the moon songs first is anna's son always oh, a good one yes that one i feel like was played it every bit like for like two years it's a banger it is a banger it's it's a surprising banger for a party but it actually goes really hard and then okay next is shut up and dance which we love also also a banger Okay, and this one, we saw them perform live at ACL in 2015. The one and only time we went to ACL, but it was fun. That was very fun. Now I'm, like, expecting more ACL songs to come on. Yeah. Oh, I organized this chronologically. (laughs) (laughs) I tried. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay, after we saw Walk the ACL, we went and saw Borns, who I didn't know, but you did. And they were very fun and put on a great set. Yes. Electric Love was the big song at the time because this was late 2015. So that's on the playlist. Oh my god, it's that old? God. I know. (laughs) That was the that was a bop. Yeah. Okay, and then also another artist that Taylor introduced me to who I did not know prior to our friendship, Mr. Wives. Also a I think it was their first album. We have Reflections. How apt. Yeah, ooh, that is a good, actually, 
Look at me go. That is a good birthday song. Okay. And then I'm going to start going a little bit faster through these. We have Halsey's New Americana. Because mm-hmm. you love Halsey. And also, we saw her at ACL. <laughs> and then we have ah, Closer by the Chainsmokers. The Tucson song! Yeah. <laughs> for the line where they reference Tucson, which is where Taylor is from. Yeah. We get very excited. Also, I think everybody... It is. I think everybody um, associates that song with me because every time it comes on, I scream the Tucson song. Yeah, I'm very <laughs> passionate about it. It's really cute. So we have that one. That gets us through 2015. All right. Then we have the Moon song from Her. Oh, yeah. You even remember this, but you sung this at a, an open mic night at Pub once, which I actually found a video of today. Yeah, because I was watching your TikTok and I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. Video of me um, singing. Yeah. Taylor actually has a very nice singing voice and is a talented musician. She plays the tuba. Little known facts about Taylor. Is it little known? Did you little know that, Amelia? Yeah. Well, I'm envisioning that one day we have millions of listeners. So, yes, little known to them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this, is for the, this is for the future. Yeah, exactly. I'm dreaming big for us. Okay, um, then we have Broken by Lovely the Band. So now we're in 2018. Um, and we saw them, I think, during senior week. Yeah. We went to a bunch of concerts during senior week, and they opened for Vance Joy, which brings me to song number 13, <laughs> which is Riptide by Vance Joy. <laughs> And then, like, two days later, we went to Kyoko. <laughs> so, of course, we have Curious. Coming in at number 14 on the list. So that is that brings us up to college graduation, so May of 2018. Now, song number 15 is Blame It on the Boogie by the Jacksons. And this mm-hmm. is from our trip to Scotland. Do you want to tell them about the silent disco? Oh my gosh. So I I think I convinced you to do it, right? Like you, you did. Like, yeah, we weren't sure about people it. People doing it, and I was like, I don't know. Like it was like kind of wacky. Because it's, like, people, like, wearing headphones, like, these light-up, like, over-the-ear headphones, and, like, walking in a massive group, but dancing, like, to the yeah. same beat. Like, down and, the streets. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, downtown <laughs> Edinburgh. And, like, it looked so much fun, and we come to find out it's a silent disco, because nobody else, like, around can hear the music. It's just the people mm-hmm. on the tour. Um, So we, we signed up for it. It was, like, raining. It was, like, drizzling it that was. day. It was. It was the best. I'm so glad we did it. That's one of my, like, top ten favorite things we've done. It was very fun. I also found, um, there's another song I got from that silent disco that, like, I fell in love with. It's a, um, oh gosh. I'm not gonna be able to think of it now. That's okay. I'll post it in the comments if I remember it. Yeah. That was good music. Yeah. That sounds so fun. It was, like, it was truly great. Like, I think about that every time I hear this song. It's also a very mm-hmm. fun song. Um, okay, then spots 16, 17, and 18 are taken out by Beatles songs, because I know you Yay! like the Beatles. So we have Hey Jude, Here Comes the Sun, and All You Need Is Love. I picked these because, to me, these fit your vibe. Oh, think of you. Uh, and I Shout know out. it's... Shout out to Mary Beth for that because she is the Beatles fan <laughs> and sang me Beatles songs as lullabies. Yes. Oh, I love That's that. Precious. I'm gonna do that. 
Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. So we that. have Beatles. Okay, and the number 19, um, we have the song Same Dark Places, which you sent me, I guess, like, maybe late 2020 or early 2021. We were sort of, like, commiserating about just having hard times with quarantine and the pandemic. And you were talking about how, like, you related to this song a lot, and it sort of was helping you, and you sent it to me. Um, And so now I have it on my playlist, and it makes me smile. So that's a good one. Okay. Um, and that brings us to 2021. So spot number 20 is Let's Dance by David Bowie, which I put on our uh, London playlist. <laughs> and is a classic. Very fun. Let's 20- dance. <laughs> yes. Okay. At some point, I want you to make a video performing all of these songs. <laughs> spot number 21 is Silk Chiffon. Because it's yes. gay. <laughs> gay. Spot 22 is Casey Musgrave's golden hour. Because you posted a picture of you and Jess with this as the caption. And it was hella cute. And y'all are friends. I'm so glad you found each other in the past like year and a half. Um, and also we, love, we love some queer country. Spot number 23 is Breadwinner, also by Casey Musgraves. Also because of you and Jess. <laughs> you want to explain your Halloween costume, Taylor? Um, We were a breadwinner. So Jess had like a big like hat sandwich board on. Um, and it looked like toast bread. And then <laughs> I had um like a gold medal around my neck and a balloon that said like number one. It was a good balloon. <laughs> It was an excellent couple's costume. It was the perfect balance of, like, low effort, but very clever. Yeah. Very clever, yeah. Most excellent. All right, and the number 24 is London Boy by Taylor Swift, because Ah! I'm trying to get you into Taylor Swift, and you texted me, like, a week ago and said you liked London Boy, which I think is pretty funny, but I also am glad that you're finally here. It took her her almost 25 years, y'all, but she's finally on the Taylor Swift train. Okay, two thoughts on that. Um, one, I've been listening to the Lover album like a lot. I like that's my favorite album so far <gasps> that I've heard songs okay. from. You probably what have al- thoughts on that. Well, what albums have you listened to? Um, what's the one with Betty on it? Folklore. Yeah, that one's probably my second. Because there's also like a Boney Bear song where I'm like, "Damn, Taylor, you get like a lot of fun, fun duets." Um. I mean, like, I listened to Red. Red's okay. Um, <laughs> I know the, what's the one with the golden cover that has forever and always on it? Fearless. Fearless, yeah. I actually listened to that one a decent amount, like, in high school. Yeah. Okay. But I really like Lover. Yeah, um, so Lover that was my first thing. And then second is um, Happy Birthday Taylor Swift, because she and I share a birthday. Yes! Really? Oh my god. To the other Taylor in our lives. (laughs) I wish she were actually in our lives. (laughs) But we wish her well. Is she 32? Because she's 1989, right? Yeah. Yes, so I think she is 32. Wow, how time flies. (laughs) 
Cool. Okay. And then to close it out, song number 25 is Kelly Clarkson's My Life Would Suck Without You. Because it's true. Not because you care about Kelly Clarkson, (laughs) but because the title was appropriate. So I'm going to text this to you later so you can listen to it if you want. I've been listening to it, um, and I think it slaps. So I hope you think so, too. Um, It's just a lot of fun. Like, I don't know. It was kind of fun, like, charting time um, with these songs. And like sort of tracking different memories. Um, But yeah, we're very glad you're here. We're very glad to celebrate another birthday with you. Yeah, I hope you have another good like trip around the sun. Mm -hmm. Can I add two bonus songs um, from my list of songs that make me think of Taylor? Um, (laughs) One would be Passenger Side. Mm -hmm. I think that's Coin. Um, I don't know. Small pools. Small pools. That's oh I my god. It. Same genre. <laughs> Same genre. And then, uh, secondly, uh, I think at Pearl we did karaoke to <gasps> you did. Um, uh, uh, right sins, not tragedies. Yes. <laughs> so that slapped. We were a that. good karaoke act. It Y'all was so fun. So good. We didn't need any of the lyrics. We knew Nuh-uh. that shit. No. We knew it. It was amazing. I hope Ani or whoever recorded it still has that recording. <laughs> that must have been Ani. It wasn't me. I wish it had been me. <laughs> <laughs> you were there, Maybe. though, right? Or... I was there. Yeah. yeah. Okay, next time we're all together, let's go do some karaoke. Yes, let's do it. That would be so I'm fun. Down. That cool. was the first time I'd ever done karaoke, I'm pretty sure. That was, like, all I did. Time. In China, that was like the only thing there was to go out and do was karaoke. <laughs> I mean, if you're only gonna have one thing, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. Well, anyway, yes. Also, happy birthday for me. Thank you. That's very sweet. I love that y'all have songs that make you think of me. Um, yeah, and I love how music has been like really influential in both of our friendships. Yeah. Yeah. It really has been. Do you have any birthday uh, reflections or words of wisdom you would like to share? Um, I mean, I'm not really someone to get caught up on like, oh my god, I'm X number of years old now. Like, especially because I'm always the last one out of my friends to turn that <laughs> age. Because I'm a fetus, in the words of Marley Foster. <laughs> um, quoting that, I said it once, many months ago. I've never been able to live it down, but you know, I stand by it. Yeah, I've probably said it more times than you actually have. Yeah, but, but that's okay. I, I will take ownership. Yeah, but it does feel weird to be 25 because that feels like a pretty like pivotal number, both because I'm like solidly mid-20s now, but also like mm. quarter of a century, but also like it's a perfect square. Like it's it's a nice <laughs> number. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I mean, I'll say I think my 20. 20, 25 was full of lots of revelations for me. Um, so I think you have a lot in store for you, but hopefully it's all all good things. Yeah. It's okay if it's some bad things, but I feel like I'm at like a like an up- upward rising of my life right now. You definitely are. Speaking of rising, uh, now we're uh, rising. Oh my god. <laughs> I was trying to help Marley stick to her um, 
Oh my god. That was a perfect segue. Thank you. Okay. Look at you go. Me not even paying attention to my own head. That outline. Fuck. (laughs) Glitching. Oh my god. Okay. So what I want to do before we get into this last chapter, because it is the final and we got to drag it out, but also because it's short. Um, but mostly because we have Amelia here with us. Amelia, I would love to mm-hmm. know your take on the story so far. Okay. Do you have any thoughts you would like to share? Yeah, because like, uh, I think one of the reasons uh, why I wanted to come on was because, like, I don't know, whenever you guys were discussing, I was getting really invested, um, especially like these last couple chapters, because, well, first of all, I always loved English class and like hearing y'all talk reminds me of like how much I love just like dissecting, you know, things to death. <laughs> so it's really yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was always thinking of like, hey, oh my God, what about this thing? And then I like, you know, <laughs> had to keep it to <laughs> myself. So um, one of my impressions from uh, the book is okay first hold on okay i have to decide what i want to say first um while you're deciding i just want to remind our listeners you everything you know about the book is what we've told you yes like is what you've heard on this pod which i think that maybe you and kinley are the only listeners and maybe emily i don't know emily have you read the book i don't think she has okay so the three of y'all like kind of 50 50 split then between our listeners of who's actually read the book because they read it the people who read it like our parents they read it so fast like before yeah. we were in like the middle of the season um yeah, yeah. and then the people who haven't the listeners who haven't read it yeah well because when I when I like sort of came up with the idea that I wanted to ask y'all if I could be part of your last episode or whatever I and that was several that was like maybe a couple episodes in um I was like thinking oh you know this book sounds really interesting and I'd love to read it and blah 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 but then I was like no I think it would be actually more fun for me to just like kind of have them tell me the story and see what I glean from it especially (laughs) since you guys are definitely not like you're doing a summary and um you know, critical reading of things that stood out to you, but there's probably large things that I'm missing, and I kind of love that. <laughs> so <laughs> I made the the purposeful decision not to read the book, even though it sounds incredibly interesting. And I might just like read it, you know, for fun after the fact. Um, but yeah, so I think one um, thing I wanted to touch on. Okay, well, I just, I have a prediction on, like, the whole fire thing. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's the thing I want to end with or start with, because, like, you know, I just, I want to get to it, but I have many things to say. I think let's, let's end with it. Knowing the last chapter, because we've read it, let's end with it. Okay, gotcha. So, yeah, I think the major thought that I, like, really wanted to share is that I really, oh, yeah, and it's, like, from what you guys were saying in the last episode about how your parents were maybe saying how it's kind of more of a beach read. I also agree with y'all that it's more than that. Like her writing is, it just seems so um, 
it was reminding me a bit of like an old radio broadcast. Not that I've listened to those, just that's what uh, I've seen on TV <laughs> or whatever about old like radio where just everything's like very succinct and to the point in terms of narrating and retelling a story, I guess. Um, cool. um, that's really interesting that you make that comparison because um, so I was talking with my parents today and my dad had heard when I like called him out on calling it a beach read. <laughs> yeah. and he was like, I think we took that differently. Like we meant different things. <laughs> so I'm sorry I called you out, dad. But we need my... to have him on a podcast so we can yeah. send himself the um, backstory. My dad was an English teacher for 30 years. So wow. <laughs> Whoa, I don't even know if I knew that. Wow. Yeah, yeah, high school cool. English teacher. But um oh, but so he loves old radio shows. So I would love Whoa. to know his take on and he read the book, so I'd love to know his take on that that observation. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes, please do tell me cuz I I think I came up with that like co- like that uh feeling this morning when I listened to the last episode when you were reading the very first sentence of the chapter and how you were guys you guys were just commenting on how her writing like really succinctly tells you um like in a sort of matter of fact way of like you know a bunch of shit that's happening but in a very you know summarized way and it just it brought to mind that idea of like sort of narrative storytelling that you would kind of be listening to on the radio like murder mystery kind of thing (laughs) Um, yeah and so I definitely feel like there's a lot of depth that you know the the plot um may be um at surface level something but the, the writing and the way that she things about the characters and the symbolism um, is so deep. And then my big point is that what I really like, um, remind me how far back the flashbacks go, like what what uh, time were the flashbacks? Like 1970s or what? I think we start them in the 50s. The 50s? Yeah, I see 1956. 56, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because that's when, like, June and Mick are young and first meet. Yeah. Up from the 50s through the 70s. Yeah, okay, cool. And then we jump to 83. Because, yeah, when I, I remember when I was listening to the episodes with some of those flashbacks from June's story um, and all of that, um, and then, you know, with the episode, uh, you know, from you guys predicting about Kit being gay and then actually coming <laughs> I'm so out. Glad that one paid off. The only I thing know. we were right about predicting. I mean, no, just like all of these things, I was thinking about how that time period, um, you know, 50s onwards, um, like, uh, just really left out the stories of women like the ones in this book and uh, especially ones that are queer and 
because, you know, history is written by the victors and all of that, right? And so what I've really appreciated so much about this story is that the characters are sort of um, telling their stories or, you know, obviously through her writing, but like you're getting to hear the story um, not from Mick's perspective at all, right? It's like, it's how June's life was affected, how she had like these goals and aspirations and dreams and knew that like she kind of deserved something. I'm, I'm thinking way back to some of the early episodes yeah. um, uh, and how like she knows she knew she was hot stuff. So she had this confidence in herself um, and, you know, just Nina picking up everything for the family, just like this, like these strong women um, and then, you know, a queer woman just like, I think it's really interesting to be hearing these stories kind of um, because there were queer women back then. There were strong women back then, but the fifties, seventies, eighties, whatever, like the time as we knew it, uh, you know, their, their stories were left out. I'm not putting this very succinctly, but it's just, it was. <laughs> no, that like, makes sense. Yeah. Really no, this is great. And I Thank love you. That you're taking sort of like, almost like a bird's eye view of the story as a whole, because that's yeah. not something I've really taken time to do yet. I've been so focused on like these pieces and where they're leading us that I haven't stopped to look back. So I think that's really lovely. Um, I put that together. Yeah, I, that was like the main thing. I, and I think it probably has to do with, uh, I, I remember <laughs> in your outline or whatever, it, it, you were saying something like, um, how my perspective differs from yours since you're reading and I'm listening to it in chunks. Like, this is how it, it, it come, it came about like me listening in chunks, but not reading <laughs> means that I, I can't figure out um, what's going to happen next. So I'm kind of, I'm given that time to like sort of retrospect and, and put, put the chapters together Um and yeah, also just hearing you guys um, dissect the book helps me kind of uh, formulate these thoughts. And so, yeah, I was thinking of it from a very like um, historical uh, perspective, knowing that these stories were out there and just not being told and that mm-hmm. um, her she was telling them for us from, you know, this point in the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we were very much focused on, like, what is the family dynamic and, like, where are these relationships leading and, like, the individual lives. But, yeah, I think that's really interesting that you took, like, the bigger historical context. Okay, I had a question, though. Like, was it confusing to listen to us explain this book? Like, especially (laughs) because it, like, jumps around so much and there's so many characters, like, or, or could you follow along pretty well? Um, I think that... Early on, I might have been a little bit confused um, just because, yeah, I was like, who, what, 
like and <laughs> definitely definitely I think because um I think it got less confusing when the flashbacks stopped because when the flashbacks were there you guys would like pick on certain passages from you know in the flashback and not in the flashback right and so like the boundary between which timeline we were talking about was sometimes blur so i'd be sometimes confused about were we talking about like present nina or past nina (laughs) um but mostly like i i got kind of the hang of it um once the the story started developing um, and I was, I was mm-hmm. also definitely there with you, Marley, on the clue board thing. I had that thought nice. the same time you did because I'm a clue fan. Yeah, I know. That's great. Okay, I feel validated. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, trust me, I had plenty of thoughts about the character development, just like you guys did. But I just wanted to, like, we would be recording a three-hour podcast if I went into some of those, <laughs> those <laughs> thoughts. Um, so I just wanted to share that was like my big takeaway. Um, yeah. So now I can give you like my prediction, I guess. If you Wait, want. I have one more question before okay. your prediction. I have a question um, too. Taylor, okay. you go first. No, please go I, ahead. I'm curious about like your favorite character and your least mm. favorite character. Like who, who would you want to hang out with and who um, would you spit on? <laughs> oh my god have you ever spit on someone taylor um i don't think so <laughs> that's pretty that's pretty strong emotion there but i okay. love it though yeah. um okay let me think so definitely it's gotta be kit right like no question <laughs> um, and then for spit on it's like Brandon or Mick, mm. I'm, I I truly don't know. It's like both of them are equally spittable. <laughs> Dis- <laughs> Dispitable. Oh. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I was going to try to like, you know, quibble between the two and say, well, you know, like, uh, one of them may have had more redeeming qualities than the other, but no, they're both disputed. Really. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Also, one of them becomes like like we see more of one of them in the last chapter. So I'm, right. I'm curious if your thoughts change on that. But gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, your your question, Marley. Yeah, I'm wondering. As this book draws to a close, we really only have a few pages left. Like, this last chapter was another, like, incredibly short one. What, 3.59 to 3? Yeah, like, six pages long. Uh, Like, what is going to make a sat... Since you don't know the ending, what's going to make a satisfying ending for you? Mm. What are you wanting? So, I I know you have a that in a minute but like what is what is your heart hoping for, for, Ooh. Ooh. for the- that is a great thing a great question because uh like you know from the beginning we were all of course tied to that idea of the fire because like I think that really drew us all into the concept and then we became attached to the characters 
Mm-hmm. So in a way, like, even though I have my, like, possible prediction relating to the fire, like, part of me is not so concerned about it plot-wise. Like, okay. I really I really am curious about whether Nina actually does end up in Portugal or, I think, Portugal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or whether, you know, that's just, like, where she says she's going to go but then doesn't allow herself to have that opportunity or whatever like something else gets in the way and I just really want her to have that win you know yeah Um, I definitely went into the last as well because I could easily see that happening where like either some event outside of her control keeps her from being able to go to Portugal or she gets in her own way again and yeah like doesn't allow her to yourself <laughs> to go to Portugal um because with that box analogy like you know there's stuff she's inheriting from her mom but there's also stuff we put on ourselves all the time mm-hmm. and I feel that from Nina especially like I relate to her in a lot in a, in a little bit because uh um you know uh just kind of getting in her own way with like saying oh she's got to be the person that looks out for the family like um just not allowing herself to take care of herself first and foremost so i don't i think that's what i want from the story is like a happy ending for for nina (laughs) in whatever that takes i think though like even if like if it even if it didn't become a happy ending in that respect like yeah just her having those thoughts even like being like you know what fuck it I can pick up and move to Portugal and live in a town where nobody knows my name like yeah I don't think she would have even had those well I guess she did have the thoughts before of like that was her dream but not that like she would actually act on it oh yeah true it, it had never been close to a like possibility for her so she definitely character de- development of course yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, so what's your prediction? What's your prediction? (laughs) Well, okay, so I remember when you guys had like reread the prologue, um, and because you know the fire still wasn't happening, you were like, okay, let's reread the prologue. Um, It said like something about um, someone always walking away or not resolving something, right? Could you make it? Let me like, go back to that for me. Or deny that for you. We are locating it. Okay, good. Ah, uh, yeah, it's the very last part. By 7 a.m., the coastline of Malibu was engulfed in flames because just as it is in Malibu's nature to burn, so was it in one particular person's nature to set fire and walk away. Is that oh. the part you're thinking yeah. about? Yeah. Yeah, it's the so very like, end of the prologue. Yeah, because so basically, like every you guys had like maybe played around with the idea of Nina setting the fire a couple different times, and I like I never saw that because of that line of like in their nature to set a fire and walk away from it. That's like right. not, not in Nina's nature. So for a while, I was predicting it being Mick in like 
some sort of fit of like uh i my career's failing my kids don't want me like you know fuck all of this kind of just you know let me disregard um everything and make this someone else's problem again <laughs> let me go yeah. down i don't know if i necessarily okay. see him as the fire starting type but at least like that line is really what put that in my head like of course mm-hmm. that person would disappoint them all again like walk away from something Mm-hmm. you're i mean that's a really interesting close reading and it's hilarious that you did that and you don't even have the book <laughs> and we didn't do that and we've been looking like we've reread that that prologue so many times and like i never caught that um about like a specific person's nature and you're right like nothing about nina even this like new nina doing things right. for herself like indicates that she would be that person right um, so do you want the answer i do i do i do okay uh taylor can i read the first page of 7 a.m yeah do it okay mick reva couldn't find his jaguar there were still a few cars left in the side yard but none of them were his and none of them had keys and he didn't want to bother his kids <laughs> so as he stood at the entrance to his daughter's driveway where the gravel met the road He smoked his last cigarette and then decided to walk to PCH where he would hitch a ride. Mick Riva hitching a ride. What a riot. He'd make someone's day. He took the final drag of the cigarette, blew out the smoke, and threw the butt in the air. It cascaded over the gravel drive and landed softly in the bushes. The dry, arid desert on a morning plagued by Santa Ana winds. In a land of scrub brush, in a town under constant threat of combustion, in an area of the country where a tiny spark could destroy acres, in a region that yearns to burn. And so, with the very best of intentions, Mick Riva walked away having no idea he had just set fire to 28150 Cliffside Drive. Ah! Oh my god! Ah, I predicted it. <laughs> you knew it all along. Ah, oh my god! I didn't even have the book. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, I'm love... glad you couldn't see my face when you like made your guess because it was like a big smile. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Oh my god. Oh my also, god. though. Hearing you read it like that, okay, like hearing Amelia's insight on like the very first, the line in the prologue, and then like hearing Marley, you read that. Oh, where'd it go? This page three. Yeah. The line where it's like, um, with the very best intentions, Mick Riva walked away. Like that's. Yeah, was always he always had what he thought was the best intentions because he's like, uh-huh. oh, I can't be a good dad. Like I'm better. Like they're better off if I leave. Uh-huh. And then he was like having no idea he had just set fire. Like mm-hmm. he didn't know. He didn't check in with him. Like he didn't know what havoc he had caused. And then set fire to twenty eight one fifty Cliffside Drive. And like you, we were also like we were saying all along that like the house was the family. So yeah. Right, but we said, yeah, but one of the things I think is beautiful and what, like, I was, 
I was, I've up until reading this last paragraph, this last chapter, very skeptical about the fact that it has taken us until the very end to get the fire. I was kind of disappointed that we hadn't been seeing it, but I actually think it makes so much sense because in our last episode, we started talking about how the house wasn't the family. Like, the yeah. It was like the image and the ideal of the family, but not the reality. And so, yes, it is breaking down and it is being destroyed, but also like they don't need it anymore because it wasn't like the real foundation for them. Yeah. And so now the fact that it's burning, it's simultaneously like being destroyed, you know, completely, but also is this like beautiful clearing of space for whatever's coming next which i think really lines up with what we're seeing of all the all the siblings okay i just thought of something so yeah i'm really glad it took this long for the fire to start because they were like able to kind of all tie up their loose ends regarding whether or not this house was important to them or like mm-hmm. the house as a metaphor you know because when we it w- you know in the last chapter when you did make that realization that like oh this house has fallen apart but they're still okay they're still close-knit as a family and they've all like kind of resolved the things they need to do for each other and themselves like we don't have attachment to this house anymore and therefore it can go up in flames but like if it had already gone up in flames, like they may not have had that resolution. You're totally right. And I think thinking about it that way, it almost feels like, I guess I expected from the prologue and like the predictions I was making throughout the story, a fire is sort of like a violent, yeah. aggressive act. But here I think it's really acting more as like a funeral pyre almost like, yeah it's done it's dead it's finished not in a not in a violent or aggressive way but in a sort of cyclical you know like making space for the new cyclical is a perfect word too because it's like you know mick's done it before and he's gonna do it again (laughs) (laughs) something i wanted to say though is marley talked a lot about the like phoenix rising from the ashes and i don't think we ever talked about the name of like Malibu Rising. Oh, um, fuck you, man. no, we did not. <laughs> yeah, oh we my talked god, about the cover, but we didn't talk about the name. So I think that's oh my god, a perfect <laughs> reading of that. Wow, <laughs> good catch, face palm. I know because I was thinking like I was reading this book called Too Many Carrots today to my kids, and I was like asking them to make predictions based on like the cover, and they were like, "Oh, well, I think like the rabbit's gonna have." not enough space for all his carrots because it's called too many carrots I'm like, damn <laughs> that's good insight <laughs> yeah. make they're gonna be a guest on the pod yeah <laughs> that'd be so cute <laughs> that would be lovely yeah i mean then i think that makes perfect sense because then what we get over the the remaining few pages of this story is we sort of do get a resolution or like what's coming next for each uh the siblings so amelia to give you to give you the answers about all the siblings are we ready for yes. that yes nina does leave okay good she does she does she makes it out um so jay and hud are actually the ones to leave the house i just want to give you that like real quick but jay and hud actually leave 
first. Jay finally takes Hud to the hospital. Oh, thank God. Hud, yeah, so, like, he'll be fine. Um, and Jay finally tells him about his heart and his cardiomyopathy. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and and he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do now. And Hud goes, well, and, and they're having this moment about how, like, Jay doesn't want to disappoint Hud because they're a team and so much of their work is dependent on one another. And if Jay can't surf, like, what is Hud going to do? Um, and Hud's like, well, I'm actually not going to be able to travel because Ashley's pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> we're having a baby. So, like, let's figure out, like, I'll be here. It's okay. Like, we're going to figure out the next thing. And they decide that the next thing might be, like, basically training and photographing Kit. Um, yeah, it's really sweet. Because she's, I'm going to read um, a little bit. She's yeah. good, Jay, Hud said. She's outrageously good. Jay nodded slowly, realizing he already knew that. Yeah, okay, he said, thinking of how brash Kit could be in the water. How daring. He was imagining just how great the photos could be. She'd be something new and exciting like Nina had been, but she'd be bold, going for big waves and sharper moves just like him. Maybe she was the best of all of them. Maybe, Jay thought for a second, she's the whole point. Mm-hmm. And so that's sort of their, their new goal. And it says, they ushered in the next chapter of the Riva dynasty. So, like, Hod and Jay are going to be okay. And they're these next steps together. Oh, like that's wonderful. Baby. I love yeah. that. Yeah, I think Hod- it wraps it up really nicely because it's like, it Jay can be the coach from the sidelines and Hod can yeah. still do what he loves. Yeah, yeah, and Jay doesn't have to totally leave it all behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Kit can finally have her moment. Yes. <laughs> in the spotlight. Um, yeah, and then Judd uh, proposes to Ashley. So that's very cute. You just said Judd. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. I did not mean to. Um, Hud. Hud proposed. <laughs> that would be a whole other story if they both proposed. Yeah. Uh, they did not. Only Hud with Nate. Um, okay, oh, and then Casey gives Nina the keys to her truck. Um, and Kit and Casey say goodbye to Nina and she so Nina leaves and then Kit and Casey are sort of off together like I guess being sisters but they're sort of a duo now Uh, but I honestly feel like that's part I, I feel like maybe there's some subtext suggesting that that makes it a little easier for Nina to leave if she's not leaving any of them alone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they have a teary but like love filled goodbye. Um, and then Nina has one last moment with the house and she's so like relieved to not have to mess with any of it ever again. And so it hurts her to leave. Wait, is but this after or before the house? burning so the house starts burning well it's sort of like while the fire is starting they don't know about it yet oh okay like at the beginning of this is one of the things that you'd be able to see if you had the book it's like at the beginning of each of the sections about the siblings before the smoke could become visible hud and jay hugged nina before the smoke could become visible nina reva took one last look so like before um, the smoke could become visible, Casey gave Nina the keys. So the fire is starting, but it's starting like outside in the bushes. Okay. And none of it, they all leave before it really catches off. So kind wow. of simultaneous. Okay. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. yeah. 
And so Nina actually leaves. And then we get basically a page and a half telling us what happened to everybody else. I was happy for that. Yeah. The flames traveled over the gravel and dirt to find the grass and leaves and wood they needed. They started to inhale the house, climbing up its sides, passing over windows in favor of the roof. They took hold of the paintings, the clothes, the broken glass inside. They seized the white walls and the ivory couches, the ecru carpets, the wine cellar, the barbecue, the lawn, the tennis court. 28150 Cliffside Drive burned in vivid orange and gray, the smell of carbon wafting out over the sea. And then we get the laundry list of like all the people getting busted out of jail, <laughs> which was pretty funny. Um, and Brandon and Carrie Soto, he finally got, met back up with Carrie Soto and he sees his house on fire on the news. Yeah. Like, you know what? That's what he deserves. I kind um, of love that all of the siblings, none of them saw the house burning and it was only Brandon, his private hell, seeing his own house. <laughs> the only person like that cared about the house. <laughs> yeah. I hadn't thought about it that way, but you're right. <laughs> it's so funny like just that decision from her uh from mgr what's her initials again tjr tjr oh my god my chemical romance i don't know like what what was (laughs) um, mjr instead of ajr whatever okay (laughs) tjr it's like her decision to like have no one see the house burning is such an interesting thing because it's like I guess it speaks again to that idea that they already got their closure before the house even started burning that's I like that it's almost yeah they don't see it in person um Nina does see it like she's on her flight out like she's mid-flight and she oh no just well okay she she reads about it later in an American paper um and clutches her chest, relieved no one had been hurt. Um, okay. She would think of the damage and the distress it must have caused. But okay. she would understand that it was one fire in a long line of fires in Malibu since the dawn of time. It had brought destruction. It would also bring renewal rising from the ashes. The story of fire. Gotcha. And that's the last word! Yeah. That's the last word of the book! Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness! I loved it. Loved it cover closed oh my gosh what did you guys like so i <laughs> gave my overall bird's eye reading what about y'all like do you have any main takeaways i mean i think the main like thesis that i've been developing throughout reading the book and that i stand by especially now that it's done is like charting basically like what home really is and how it's not the house um and seeing this fire as a a source of closure and renewal not of anger and violence um i think those are my big takeaways and i guess like a little more loosely thinking about families as i don't know i think I think in families we spend, we can spend sometimes a lot of time thinking about what's not there and what's not present, but there are so many ways that those gaps get filled in unconventional ways that maybe get taken for granted. Like, yeah, they never had 
a dad in a traditional sense and past a certain point they didn't have a mom in a traditional sense but like they're okay and they're like yeah like yeah they had some like physical needs that were not met which cannot be understated but like in terms of love and belonging and like connection and acceptance like those those needs were already met even though not in ways that um we would consider like typical right so that's kind of interesting to see the like ebbs and flows of what people need and what people are or are not getting in a family and how we can I don't know I guess I'm kind of thinking now about like what are these sort of unexpected ways that we get what we need within a family that maybe we don't talk about or like recognize as such right yeah and I think like with Mick like I think it was important that they had that closure that they really don't need him and are never going to get what they want from him right because I do think there comes a time for everyone like not necessarily with your parents but I think we all have our own things that like at some point you have to have this like moment of reckoning of is is this worth pursuing or not right really look at it for what it is right yeah like realizing everyone including your parents is human and not infallible and you can ultimately decide whether you want to have like an actual friendship with them um that's kind of the way I look at it Mm. Taylor what about you (laughs) um I feel like I'm too tired to have any like (laughs) visionary thoughts about the whole book. Did you like it? I liked it. Two thumbs up. Yeah. It's your birthday. You can you can do what you want. Nice. Yeah. Um, In in words that my kids would say, um, it was bussin' bussin'. Bussin' bussin'. (laughs) I love it. Oh my goodness. Love that. Yeah. Okay, well, do you want to share, like, whatever, um, uh, the updates? Yeah, the updates. Yeah. So, Marley, is that, is that the point of the agenda we're at? Yes. Amelia's doing a better job. Of the <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to power. <laughs> we love it. Keep She's, like, line. our manager now. Yes. Please. <laughs> Oh, okay, manager. Here's our proposal for next season. So we're gonna yes. figure out like some technical stuff and hopefully like get some better sound quality. I don't know. Maybe look into different recording platforms, especially after tonight. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I think we'll keep like the same format of we really did like reading a book chapter yeah. by chapter, but we still need to figure yeah. out what book we want. Um, yeah. Side note, Marley, we had talked about um, reading Kristen Hanna's Firefly Lane. Um, copy of that already. Can I start that as just like my next personal book and we can um, choose yeah, something Yeah, I else. don't really want to do that for the pod very badly. I didn't like the show. I know you okay. really liked it and my mom really liked it. I didn't really like it. No, that's totally fair. And that works so, out yes. well because now I have a book to read. So you can start it <laughs> oh. and- report back to us about- also sidebar so i read i've been reading like tjr's other novels right and i got through 
the the marriage one yeah after after i do yeah it i don't know (laughs) they ended up getting back together spoiler and it was it was a little cheesy and in that like i feel like the character the main character did have some character development but in the end she like ended up right back where she began Um, but then i started reading another one in tjr's books and it was like exactly the same as this after i do but just like with a different setting and i was like uh i don't think i can do this so i think i'm off my tjr um like run okay fair enough indeed yeah um but we love tjr's writing now so if she comes out with another novel sure it'll be great oh heck yeah um oh okay the big announcement i wanted to make before was um we're thinking of making voracious merch (gasps) yeah yes please (laughs) that would be incredible we will definitely keep you posted yeah because you know your biggest fan is going to be wearing your merch yes (laughs) no y'all like amelia this is for you but also any other listeners too like we're open to suggestions if there are specific items you would like to see let us know yeah, okay. big um cat hoodies Ooh, yes oh <laughs> yes we'll definitely be using our current logo design but i also like halfway did some other designs that Ooh. i could like use so logo design for sure other things too cool. i was thinking like um a stack of books and like if there's like a bite taken out of that's one. hilarious that's cute. That's also, really the, funny. Pod, the podcasts are, you know, very cute. <gasps> oh my I god! We could I definitely like, think the cats need to be involved. Like a cat line, pod pet line. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. The wheels are turning. Yeah, if if you know, I don't know if if one of the cats was taking a bite out of the books, that would be adorable. <gasps> Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. That's really funny. We'll yeah. work on it. <laughs> yeah, Marley, get started. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I know. It's the one who's got to like draw this. I don't know how to do that, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> oh my gosh. You, you, I know you're up for the challenge. <laughs> yes. So, merch, hopefully coming in 2022. Um. We talked about a Patreon because we're like, well, if we want to do all this stuff, we we maybe need a little money. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're still figuring out the um, the pocketbooks of this, but yes. Yeah. But to quote Taylor, we might become those Patreon bitches. Yes. <laughs> yes, I support it. Cool. Yeah. So stay tuned for season two. Um, yeah. Be back bigger and better than ever. Yeah. Bigger in Texas. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, this has been really fun. I'm excited. Like, this has been a really great experience, um, and has really like brought. I know it's brought me a lot of joy doing this and getting back into reading in this way and getting to have these kinds of conversations again that I've been missing for a long time. Um, so it's been really wonderful, and I'm excited to see what season two brings. Yes, yes. I love that we just like we didn't even ask each other like so do do you want to do a season two we like just started talking about our ideas <laughs> i had thought about that yeah so i think we kind of agreed at the beginning like we're gonna do it as long as it's fun and yeah. 
it's been fun. So mm-hmm. no, it's been really great. Like I love having like it's structured talking time. Like I know I'm gonna get to catch up with you like pretty much yeah. on a weekly basis. Um, but then also like getting to hear from like friends and family too yeah. about like just little check-ins throughout the week. So that's really nice. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. But I guess for now, like y'all keep an eye on our social medias and we'll be updating um about you know all the things to come in 2022. Yeah. We'll but, we'll be sure to give you some cute cat content pod oh, yeah. content to tide in you meantime. over in the in the drought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cat but I guess in the meantime, um I hope everybody has a happy holiday. Safe and happy holiday. Yee. Hopefully low stress. Um, Amelia, it has been delightful. You will be back in 2022 as a special guest star. Yay! So prepare yes, yourself please. for that. Yay! Yay, yay, yay! Oh my <laughs> gosh. It has been really fun, and I'm glad you guys wanted to do this with me. Of course. Yeah. Um, and glad I've been able to get these thoughts about the book off my chest, because, you know, obviously no one else has read it. Um <laughs> So, yeah, um, I'm glad you guys will keep doing this because it's been really fun for me, too. <laughs> awesome. All okay. right. Well, should I sign us out? This has been Voracious for the last time in 2021. Woo! Uh, ah! Thank you all for being here. And we will have even more for you to sink your teeth into next year. Yay. Okay. Bye. Love y'all. Bye. Love y'all, Love y'all too. Bye.